This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. I'm so glad you're joining us today, and I'm super duper excited about our show today. Uh, we've got a uh, wonderful person that you know of, and he has this huge heart for the animals. And of course, she's got this new and exciting book out called Pup Culture Stories, Tips, Importance of Adopting a Dog. And of course, we're talking about Victoria Lily Schaefer coming on the show. So we're super dope. We're uh, excited to talk to Victoria a little bit about the book, what's going on in the, her life. Of course, got to talk a little bit about celebrityism and all the things she knows uh, from her background. And uh, more importantly, I want to talk to her about the, the book itself. How was it putting it together, the ins and outs of, of writing a book, putting all these great ideas and stories into uh, one uh, concise and beautiful book. So we're going to have a fun, fun show today. Uh, everybody hang tight. We'll come back after this commercial break. You're listening to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. How many of you have pets? My hand's raised. Now think about how lucky you are to have such a sweet little pet in your life, and that pet is lucky to have you too. But unfortunately, there are countless pets out there that don't have a home to call their own. However, Bob's from Skechers is trying to change that. So we developed Bob's for Dogs and Cats to help pets in need. With every purchase of adorable Bob's footwear or fun, stylish apparel, or even the cutest Bob's pet accessories, Skechers makes a donation to Petco Love to help save shelter pets. And with your help, we've already saved the lives of over 1 million pets and raised over $7 million. So while you're getting style and comfort with features like Skechers' famous memory foam cushioning, you're also helping to save an adorable pet in need and helping another lucky owner be connected with a future best friend and companion. Because happiness is having a loving pet by your side. Find Bob's at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, select pet co-locations, or wherever stylish footwear is sold. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Without further ado, we're going to talk to animal activist, rescuer, celebrity to the stars, and author, Victoria Lily Schaefer. Victoria, welcome <laughs> to the show. Thank you very much. That was a very nice introduction. There you go. Well, it's <laughs> a nice introduction for a wonderful person, so we appreciate oh, you coming on board. Thank you. So we've got to talk a, a little bit about the book, of course. It's the, the latest, greatest, called Pup Culture, Stories and Tips, The Importance of Adopting a Dog. Yes. Um, and it, it, I just, I just first off, I'll, I'll tell the audience a little bit about it, because hopefully they've already gotten a copy of the book. If not, you need to like put this recording on pause, go get your copy of the book, and then yeah. come back and listen to it. You can get it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. Most places you can get a book, you can get this one. There you go. So everybody's going to pick up a copy of that. But I just love the I love the whole format of it because it's it's a uh, a nice size book. It's hardback. It's got all these beautiful beautiful photos of uh, of you and your work and the animals and all the stuff that's going on. And it's just uh, wonderfully put together. So big kudos to you and your uh, editors and everything putting together just such a wonderful book. Thank you. Yes, I have to give some credit to the editors and everyone at Simon and Schuster for making it look so beautiful. I was approached to write the book. I was given the opportunity to write the book and I couldn't believe that I could potentially, you know, write 230 pages and fill all of those pages, but it actually ended up coming rather easily and I would just, you know, write and write and write and then I had a great editor who would 
tell me you rambled in this part, you know, do you have photos to support this part? We could, you know, you need to explain this part more. So it was good to have a second set of eyes because I'm used to talking to rescue people and dog lovers all day long who maybe know what I'm talking about, but the book is for all sorts of people. So I try to, you know, make it personable and add all the extra info you need in there. Yeah. And you did a wonderful job of it. I mean, it, you know, when I looked at the book, I thought, okay, pup culture. And uh, obviously we know your background and, and you're uh, growing up in sort of the celebrity world, whether, you, you know, <laughs> that whole thing. But, you know, I thought, okay, we're going to talk about pop culture and it's a nice little spin on it. But this is more than that. Tell us a little bit about some of the uh, inside parts of the book. So the book, how I came up with it is that I really wanted to be able to celebrate dog ownership, not just rescue, although that is extremely important to me and is all over the book, but just how much owning a dog, don't even really like to use the word owning, but you know, having a dog in your family can really enhance your life and everything that it has brought me. You know, I have this wonderful group of friends and a great community behind me that I've met through working in rescue, through going to the dog park. My adopters have become friends of mine. So I talk a lot about that. I talk about being 19, attending the new school for college, you know, working in production, these crazy long hours. And yet I have two dogs, Rue and Echo at the time. They were both puppies. Echo just turned nine a couple of weeks ago. Rue's almost 10. It's so crazy. And I talk a lot about that and, you know, making things in my home that could save me money. So, you know, I am a college student at that time. So I talk about money saving tips. I also talk about traveling. Now I live in Los Angeles, but my family's still in New York. So I'm actually here in New York now doing publicity and visiting with family for the holidays. And we drove across the country for the third time. <laughs> so I do talk about travel tips and what I've picked up along the way. And most importantly, just, you know, that even if I give you advice as a dog owner, and, um, you know, I learned a lot being on Pet Life Radio myself, ultimately, whatever works for you as a dog owner and for your dog is the right thing to do. And people need to stop judging other people and giving them advice if they're not in the position to give advice, that sort of thing, because we're all doing it differently and it's all working out. And, you know, these dogs in rescue, they would be in much worse shape if we didn't step up. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and that's a very, very good point because, uh, you know, I'm a former uh, president of a humane society and I work with rescues around the, the world. And, uh, you know, each one has their own unique way of doing it, which I understand and appreciate. Yep. And uh, the foster programs are so crucial, especially at this time of year. We need as many as we can. Oh, my goodness. But yes. there's, there's no right or wrong <laughs> part to this. You know, the whole goal is to take care of, of the dogs and, and all animals and find them the right and perfect forever homes. And however we need to do that is how we should, should go about doing it. Exactly. I think, you know, when people adopt their first dog, they're always so worried. Are they going to mess up? Am I doing this crate training thing right? And I always just remind them, you know, as long as you give this dog a lot of love and you're consistent and, you know, your heart is in the right place, you can do no wrong. This puppy or dog started on the streets or in the shelter. This is a huge step up. So 
we're all very hard on ourselves and we love our dogs so much that we want to do everything right. Yeah, absolutely. And that's you know one of the many things that, about your book, Pup Culture, that I like because it's an instructional book at times, but on other times, it's just uh, fun and entertaining. And you've got everything in the world in there. I mean, you've got obviously, uh, you know, uh, all the great stories about the dogs and the adoption. You got little handy tips in there. You talk a little bit about fostering, as we mentioned, you got a little checklist, got home yeah. recipes and little creative ideas and, and things. So, you know, it's really, I, I look at it as a book that from the ground up, uh, you, you know, your children all the way up through the adults can enjoy and find a little bit. And it's not, you know, like you said, uh, beating somebody over the head about here's how you train a puppy or here's what you do. It's more of right. some helpful advice yeah. for someone who's who's been there. And uh, by the way, we've got some fun stuff to go along with it. And uh, we can get our message out in a more lighter way at times. Exactly. Because it's fun, you know, adopting a dog and raising a puppy. It's fun. It's messy. It's exhausting. And um, the stories are just really have been fun to share. And, you know, everyone's response has been just as fun. You know, oh, I had a similar experience or I actually have a worse experience than you. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's the funny thing. I, you know, I've been doing this a long time as well. And, and uh, yeah, I, I always find that uh, when you find that one thing that somebody else has gone through that you didn't know, you know, you tell your story about, oh, my dog did this or my cat did this or my horse or whatever it may be. And they're like, oh, my God, I thought I was the only one in the whole world that experienced that because mine did the same thing. Mm -hmm. So it's really this great common denominator. And we're all in this, uh, you know, together to help the animals. And uh, it, it still amazes me to this day that exactly. some people think they're on this uh, lone boat by themselves when, when it's not. It's a wonderful community. Yeah, it is. It's a great community. And I'm so grateful for everyone around me and my team at my rescue who put up with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about how this all really got started. I mean, uh, we talk about you know, love affairs since we were children. But for me, I mean, I always loved animals since I was a kid, but we, we grew up in a very small and modest house and, and couldn't have a lot of animals. And uh, uh, now it's developed into something that's much grander than I ever thought it was going to be. How did this all start for you? And how has it, how it like, grown from the beginnings? So for me, I wasn't, you know, an animal lover from a super young age. I think it was going to school each day, going to friends' houses, and they all had dogs. And my parents didn't grow up with dogs. So, you know, it wasn't something that they thought we needed. And I was about 12 years old. I just begged for a dog. And at that point still, it's because, you know, everyone else has a dog. Why don't we have a dog? And they're so cute. And we did have a couple times where we bought dogs from breeders and it didn't end up working out. You know, we weren't experienced. I was just a kid, my parents' first dog ever. But we kept trying to find the right match. And I discovered petfinder.com um, on my very first computer. I would be up <laughs> all night looking through that website. And I, I did a lot of research on what rescue was. At that time, it wasn't as known as it is now. Like it's it's almost a trendy topic right now, and especially during the pandemic as people are home and they want companionship. It wasn't like that. I, I had never heard of rescue before. I, you know, it's so simple. Of course, there are homeless dogs on the streets, and 
I had just didn't know and nor did my parents. So I sort of had to educate all of us. And we adopted our first dog off of petfinder.com. And it was just a totally different experience. She was found in a dumpster. We had to do a lot of things by the books, but also a lot of think outside the box. You know, she was quite hyper, but also shy and she had a rough start. And we ended up loving her so much and loving what dogs added to our family that we got a second dog within that same year from North Shore Animal League. And we were kind of hooked from there, just how wonderful having a dog was in your family. And then really the obsession, I would say, started when I was 19. I was a sophomore in college and I missed having a dog by my side when I wasn't living with my parents anymore. So I adopted a little dog named Rue. She's a Boston Terrier Chihuahua. As I said earlier, she's almost 10, which is so crazy. And she's been glued to my side ever since, but she was in really bad shape when I got her. They said she was shy. She was terrified of everything. She, every, you know, little sound scared her. She hid under the bed. She wouldn't eat. And that's when I didn't do anything by the books because nothing worked. She still doesn't know sit (laughs) to this day. She's very fragile, but I wouldn't trade her for the world. And I love her so much. But once she started to come around, I thought, you know, maybe I have, there's something to this. Like it's such a rewarding experience seeing you turn a dog's life around that I started fostering after that I adopted a second dog kept fostering. And now here I am with three dogs and over 150 fosters <laughs> later. I love how, how that works out. It, it's so funny. You, you mentioned that because uh, as I mentioned earlier, growing up, we, we uh, didn't really have uh, the space to have a lot of animals. We had one dog when I was growing up and they, who lived a long, long life. My wife is sort of the Ellie Mae Clampett of the world. She's never met an animal she didn't like. And so, but she moved around a lot when she was a child. So she never had a whole lot of opportunities, but since we've been together for so long, uh, we've had a plethora of animals from uh, dogs to cats, to birds, to turtles, to fish, uh, oh the list goodness. goes on and on and going to rescue. I remember that I still remember to this day, the very first time I, I popped into our local rescue or our local humane society. And we were there just for orientation orientation day to see what what we could do because we've been delivering stuff there and giving money there we thought well is there something else we can put our skills to at the time you know my wife was in the uh, software and I was in sales at the time and uh, we thought well maybe there's some sort of commonality and then it just developed from there you know you donated your time you, you know, took care of the dogs and the cats and right. you foster some and then you go there and, and provide exercise if it's at a uh, a facility. The next thing you know, you're hosting uh, fundraisers and writing grants. <laughs> and then the next thing you know, you're the president of the whole dang thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think that's the common trend with everyone who gets far in deep into rescue is it just sort of happens naturally and very fluid. It's not, it's not forced. You have to really love it to do this because it's not easy as you know. Yeah, it's a lot of work. It pulls at your heartstrings all the time, and uh, exactly, you know, uh, trying to do the best for them and feel like you mentioned earlier, feeling am I doing enough? Whether it's your own uh, animal or whether it's one you're fostering or one that you're uh, taking care of in a rescue, you're always wondering, are you doing enough? Is there more you could do? So you have to, you know, you have to pace yourself, and you have to realize that whatever you do 
as long as you're taking care of the animal and they're happy, then you're, you're doing it the right way. Exactly. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> well, we're going to take a, a quick commercial break. We'll come back right after this break. Uh, talk a little bit more with uh, Victoria Lily Schaefer about her book, Pup Culture. Talk a little bit about uh, just a tidbit about how the industry, uh, the entertainment industry has helped or maybe even hindered her uh, success with animals. <laughs> and then uh, I want to talk about the overall message of the book. So everybody just hang tight. We'll come back right after this commercial break. You're listening to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Pet Welcome back to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. This is your host, Tim Link, and I'm continuing my wonderful, wonderful conversation with our good friend, Victoria Lily Schaefer, and her latest book, Pup Culture. Victoria, when everybody picks up a copy of the book, when you put it all together, was there a, a, a message, something, a main takeaway? that you had when you were writing the book and then when you got it finished, what do you hope people get from the book? I think the thing I most wanted to communicate is that dogs are here to enhance our lives and not to hinder them. As we were talking about earlier, there's no right way, there's no wrong way to raising and owning and having a dog in your family. And as I was writing the book and all the support I got and people who contributed to the book, I just realized, you know, everyone just loves their dogs so much through all their imperfections and quirks and, you know, behavioral problems, allergies, etc. It just dogs bring us together. And it has been such a magical amazing and experience that I'll remember forever, just getting all the positive feedback from this book. Well, you tell your heart went into it and obviously you have the background and the knowledge. So you're going to get some great tips and great ideas and from the book as well. And I, like I mentioned before, I just love how it's all comes together, how it's put together. It's uh, definitely one you want to put on the shelf and pull off the shelf multiple times. <laughs> Thank you. Now, Victoria, we obviously, the background, I hedged on that a little bit because I know you're so much more than uh, the sort of celebrity entertainment business. Yes. Thank you so much. But yes, we should certainly yeah, talk I'm about it. I'm curious my biggest thing. Well, obviously, your dad, your dad, uh, Paul Schaefer, the legendary uh, multi-talented band leader, uh, sidekick of uh, David Letterman or the one that tried to keep him in line. And this is my six degrees of, of Kevin Bacon. So uh, you've got you, you got your dad, your dad worked with David Letterman. David Letterman went to Ball State University and I graduated from Ball State University. So there ah, you go. Almost six degrees there or something. So. Cool. <laughs> 
Yeah, sort of something. something. But you know, you've had a, a great, you know, growing up in the uh, entertainment industry as well as doing uh, your productions and all the work that you've done in that industry. The first question I've got is how do you balance both of that? Because I know better, but from the outside looking in, people think, wow, you've got the entertainment industry and you're rescuing and fostering dogs. How do those worlds combine? <laughs> Yeah, weirdly they do. You know, I didn't get the music bug from my dad quite. You know, I'm not a music prodigy by any means, but I do appreciate music. But entertainment, I just love the entertainment industry. I love making people happy. My experience started in production. That's what I did before rescue really took off. And, you know, rescue still isn't my career, it's my passion. And I have been able to meld the two into one where I make videos about adoption and raising puppies. And I just think that in all, it's it's all about making people happy. And that's where I see the connection there. And I hope that, you know, I'm able to maybe do a show and all sorts of things where I combine, you know, my love for hosting and entertainment with my love for dogs, because everyone loves entertainment and everyone loves dogs. I love the combination. <laughs> you know, uh, when I look at it, I think, well, you know, everything you've learned from, um, you know, the entertainment industry and, and producing all the great shows and everything that I would have to assume assists greatly in your efforts with rescue and getting the message out there. If you totally. weren't comfortable being able to put together a production or, or going to people and say, hey, I need your help on this, then um, I would hazard to say you wouldn't get as much accomplished as you do. <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. I think from the production side, you know, speaking with people, organizing things has come in handy when running a dog rescue. Even at our events, my dog rescue called Pup Culture Rescue, fittingly, has only been around for a couple of months and we've started to do some events. And I have a wonderful team of women that I work with, but um, I've been in New York for a couple of months and we've been wanting to do another event. They're like, we have to wait for Victoria because she's the one who loves talking to all the people and, you know, can just talk to anyone. The girls on my team are a little <laughs> softer spoken than I am, but I think, yeah, it, it, it is really fun. I talk to new people every single day. You know, I do home checks over FaceTime and help people find the perfect match. So definitely all those public speaking and acting classes I took in college, they sort of do pay off because I'm able to be comfortable talking to all sorts of people, no matter how happy or difficult the situation yeah. is. You know, not every every situation in rescue is easy. And I talk to vets all day and shelters and rescuers and I love it. So yeah. And then, yes, I'm able to use my passion of talking to people, interviewing, hosting to spread the word about dog rescue as well. So it all paid off. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, that's the thing I, I think is wonderful from, uh, you know, dealing with clients that, that I have as well as doing this show and uh, all the wonderful shows on Pet Life Radio. We find out that once again, animals, dogs, cats are the common denominator. And so, you know, people, you know, it could totally. be a, a celebrity or a CEO of a corporation that we interview or whomever it may be and come to find out, hey, I have a dog. You had a dog. You know, everybody He's got a dog. And that's the same thing. You break it down to the, the very uh, smallest amount in the common denominator really is our love for animals. Yes. That's how I got my first job as a producer was because I was 
doing a phone interview for it. And my dog started barking in the background. And he was like, do you have dogs? And I was like, yeah. And then my dog's an Australian Shepherd mix. He had an Aussie mix. And we just started to talk about dogs and really hit it off. And he was like, yeah, we should have lunch and talk about this production. Love it. Love it. <laughs> so they really have paved the way for me in multiple, multiple, multiple directions of my life. Well, I think that's a, that's a very important message. It doesn't matter uh, where you come from, your background, what you do for a living, what you do in life. As long as you love a dog, as long as you love an animal, then you're going to be on the, the same level, same plane, same everything as everybody else. Exactly. And I think it shows in the book with the celebrity contributions, you know, David Letterman, Glenn Close, Vanessa Williams, mm -hmm. Tony Bennett. So insane. <laughs> um, Kelly Cuoco reviewed the book. Dan Levy from Schitt's Creek. So busy right now. But when I approached these people, will you contribute to my book about dogs and dog rescue? They didn't even hesitate because who doesn't want to talk about their dog? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and that's that's funny you mention it that way because uh, you know my my book's the same way. You know, people that that I've gotten to know, uh, authors and writers and, and people uh, that have animals, uh, were more than willing to write the intro and write the uh, testimonials and, and all the little bits that go into it. And even people that I hadn't had a chance to meet or at least to meet over the uh, the airwaves or over the phone, I took a shot at, and they're like, "Yeah, you know, <laughs> you you have a dog. I have a dog. Every yeah, yeah. definitely." They're like, I don't necessarily want to speak about myself, but if I can speak about my dog, then sure. That's it. That's it. I love that. Well, everybody pick yeah. up a copy of the book. It's called Pup Culture, uh, Stories and Tips, the Importance of Adopting a Dog, Victoria Lily Schaefer. Uh, Victoria, it's so great to talk to you. I appreciate all that you do. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Keep up the great work and uh, we'll look forward to chatting with you somewhere down the road. Thank you. Thanks so much. Well, we're uh, coming to the end of the show today. Uh, I want to thank everyone for listening to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. I want to thank the uh, producers and sponsors for making this show possible. If you have any uh, comments, ideas, or just people you want to see on the show, drop us a line at PetLifeRadio.com. We'll be glad to answer your questions, entertain your comments, and bring on the people we want to hear from most. While you're there, check out all the other wonderful shows and hosts that we have at PetLifeRadio.com. Uh, it's a cornucopia of great entertainment, so you're going to enjoy it all. So until next time, write a great story about the animals in your life, put it in a book, a blog, or an article, and who knows, you may be the next guest on Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Have a great day. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs>